Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Cup Duet Reviews. I am your ginger host, co-artistic producer, Mackenzie, and tonight we are talking about a really stunning production, I have to say. It is one full of many colors, including ochre. And we are discussing the musical that's currently on tour from the London Palladium. It is Joseph in the Music Technicolor Dreamcoat. It was directed originally by Lawrence, Lawrence Connor. And now it's running at the Mervish Princess of Wales Theatre until February the 18th, 2023. And there are rush seats available. So you can go get it at an affordable rate. Surprise. Commercial theater is available to you. <laughs> you do not have to sell a kidney to get there. Congratulations. But yes, rush seat. That's how I went and saw this piece. And it was wonderful. We'll get into that. But joining me, I have a very special new guest who is joining our cup family. <laughs> it's someone who I spend a lot of time with at the castle. Yeah. It is the one and only author herself, Esther Fisher. Hello, Esther. Hi, Mac. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, Esther, why don't we start this little review by saying, what was your favorite song of Joseph? Oh, gosh. I've always loved, was it Pharaoh's Dream? Which is yes. that one? Yeah. I always loved that back song. To oh, yeah. The, El- the Elvis just... number? Yeah. No not, no, not the Elvis number. The one Which before one? it one before it well yeah. i mean the one that like really opens act two. yeah the literal opening of and then yeah yeah the one, narrator yeah. sings when yeah. she's introducing pharaoh and yeah. pharaoh comes around yes that one i love that one that's it's very melodic it's very humbly melodic i have to say but i'll say my favorite though is one more angel in heaven it is such a good bob western we love the Western. It's very Oklahoma. It and, is, yeah. I mean, people who know me know I'm a big fan <laughs> of Oklahoma and the farmer and the cowman. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like right up there. And I'm oh, yeah. always sad that every recording they do, they never include the dance music in the song. Yeah. It always cuts off at the end of the singing and then never includes the dance. Yeah. Like, the instrumental is like one of the best parts. It's because so it's, you can jam catchy. to it. It's such a jam. You, I could totally oh, yeah. get in the gym to that song. Yeah. Or just mm-hmm. dance around the house. Yes. Yes. Right? Exactly. A cook, cook yeah. meal, you know, yeah. a goat or a sheep, whatever they do in it's there. It's a goat. It, it was a goat. a goat. That's right. They killed the goat. They killed yes. the goat. They killed the goat. But yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about this show mm-hmm. today. Esther, you've said your favorite song, but we always have to ask our big beginning question. What is in your cup? I am a simple man. I have water. You are a simple, sen- s- s- yes. sentimental man who always wanted to be a father. Yeah, you do the best you can. Yeah, each citizen of Oz, <laughs> a son or daughter. Yes, a glass of water. Yes, <laughs> a glass of water. Which oh, that's kind of funny considering alpha gold melts by the water. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not I a witch, that. obviously. Yes, yes. And what is your ensemble today? Is there anything special that you did? No, unfortunately, no. not. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I did it for the both of us. I broke up my Technicolored Stratford tie. So it's Shakespeare's face in different colors. It's funny because when you hold it up, the green actually yeah. has the background in it. Right? I can see you through your tie. <laughs> there you go. I see, love it. Magic. Magic. <laughs> and of course, I'm drinking from the Cup Cup, our official cup. And I'm drinking a cup of Earl Grey tea. Because nice. we are recording this. It is a rainy, cold night in Toronto. It is. It's very misty still. Very misty. I'm glad it's not snowing though. Snowing, mm-hmm. I can do with that. Rain, oh, yeah. I'll take. Mm-hmm. I just gotta get my umbrella and you know walk a bit brisker, but snow, ugh, no thank you. Yeah. It's gross. But let's get into this though. All right. So Esther, before, before we dive too far in, why don't you give us a little bit of background on how did you come to this show? What were your general thoughts on the production? So I grew up listening to Joseph and the Amazing Technovo mm-hmm. Dreamcoat. I know it word for word. Nice. start to finish so when we learned it was coming to toronto it was just buy the tickets now True. um so yeah that's how we came to see the did production. you see the 90s donny osmond production that was yes i did i mm. saw that i was three i think yeah and yeah, so yeah, it was late 90s so yeah, so, so yeah, yeah would have been young. i think it was three or something and they mm-hmm. the theater ushers didn't want to let me in the theater because they were afraid i was going to be like super noisy 
And my grandmother just said, no, 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 just let her in. She'll just sing along. And that's it. She's <laughs> the best child you'll ever know. And yeah, I just sat there and sang along. There you go. Yeah. And in a rarity, there actually is a cast recording of the Canadian company mm-hmm. that is available. Yeah. That, like never happens that the Canadian cast get, gets a featured album, but there's a Canadian album. So if people want to listen to that production, you can. So then you went and saw this production Mm -hmm. and what'd you think of it? Did it live up to the hype? I'll admit I am colored by Donny Osmond. Mm, That's true. He's a very good Donny. He is a very good Joseph as well. So watching the show, I had to put myself in the mind of this is not Donny Osmond. (laughs) It's the same show, but a different production. So I I couldn't hold it to the it's Donny Osmond (laughs) aspect of what I've grown up with. Um, yeah i liked it though it was good yes though. so then when you removed yourself <laughs> yeah from the mindset of donnie mm-hmm. you enjoyed the production though oh yeah i had to keep it in its own sphere yeah but i enjoyed it for what it was yes for sure yes that's a very good way to put it you enjoy it for what it is it's like mm-hmm. odyssey lame is with Carl wilkinson yeah. versus like not Carl wilkinson is yeah it's a very different game yeah i get that i get that i mean for me this is actually really kind of the first time I've seen this show live because I saw a really? YouTube production mm-hmm. back in like the early 2000s with my school. We did like a school trip to like Penetang or somewhere in around the Barry area. Did I did a production of it. And for Life Me, I can't remember much of it. Besides, I remember that Susan Gilmore was cast mm-hmm. as the narrator. Yeah. And I wish I remember more because she's a fantastic singer. I'm sure she was excellent. But I cannot remember much of that live production. Mm-hmm. So that meant that really I've only ever grown up with the 90s pro shot. Yeah. Maria Friedman and yeah. Johnny Osmond and Zach and Cody's dad from mm-hmm. Zach and Cody playing yeah. the Pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, so in that is a very unique production. <laughs> oh, yeah. Least. Oh, yeah. It's sure. very kitschy. But it works. It totally it works does, for, yeah. for the 90s or for what they were going for. It hit its mark. Mm-hmm. But I only never knew that one. And so, so there's no cast recording of that version. Which I know. It makes me very sad because I would I love know. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, considering this is my first live production that I really remember, memorable live production I've seen, generally speaking, I really enjoyed it. I mean, Good. Yeah. it was really fun. The audience was having a blast with it. I mean, there are a few directorial choices we'll get into that mm. I'm a little mixed on but overall it hit its mark it did a very good job of balancing all the elements of the show you really just kind of sat back and enjoyed the piece for what it is mm-hmm. i mean it's a biblical story so you know it, there's a bit of mysticism it's not yeah. gonna all make sense here it's a musical from the 70s when like, yeah it was a changing time Ludwig mm-hmm. and Tim Rice were just starting out this is their first big collaboration together so you know like this is a very, you can see that this is the starting point for them because you can listen to the music and go, ah, there's a little bit of Phantom, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of Avita, there's a little bit of yeah. Sunset, there's other elements that they're going to use later on and other, like melodically speaking, that will come yeah. back in yeah. more in different ways. So it yeah. was a lot of fun. And I mean, it's just, once again, this show knew what exactly what it, Lawrence Connor, who is a extraordinaire who is who has become a favorite of Lloyd Webber and Macintosh. He directed the Les Mis revival productions, the Phantom revival productions, Miss Saigon he's done. like He's done all the big one for Macintosh remastering shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like he, this was another one off his list, and I think he did a very good job. I think this, we'll get more into details, but I'd say overall, highly recommend it. It, it was corny and exaggerated at times, but at other times it went right to the ground and gave really oh, yeah. genuine emotional moments. I was like, okay. You're actually dropping in this moment. I'm impressed. So, yeah. But I mean, Esther, we can't go much further until we address our Joseph, Jack Yarrow, who is from Cardiff, mm-hmm. my family's hometown back in the day, you know, before they immigrated to Canada. So there mm-hmm. we go. But, you know, like, uh, he's a good Welshman. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Welsh are known for their great singing. But Esther, what do you think this Joseph? I know he's not Donnie, but when you remove the Donnie from it and he's, and it's just, Jack Yarrow, what did you think of his performance? He's a good singer. He fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I loved him as Joseph, but I felt like he didn't have an, a big enough presence on stage mm. to drown out the rest of the brothers. Ah, I see what you mean. Right? Because yeah. I'm expecting Joseph to kind of always be 
forefront. Mm -hmm. And I know they tried to pull that off with the coat and the costume choice of him being in like all white Mm -hmm. at certain points to just have him stand out a little bit more. But energy wise, it he didn't feel as big Mm -hmm. as I wanted him to or felt like he should be. Mm -hmm. He was playing very grounded. Yeah. Everybody else was playing very big. Mm-hmm. Like there are two different dynamics of yeah. performance going there where like he was playing more to the genuine, not flamboyant nature of the show. Mm-hmm. And I think Donnie did a bit more because it's Donnie Osmond. Like yeah. he has a star power quality about him. He's a peacock. But he is a total peacock in the best way possible. Yeah. I mean, he naturally just attracts your eye, his acting. Yeah, I agree. Jack as Joseph, he gave a very good, very straightforward performance it was a very kind of nice angelic image of Mm -hmm. the dreamer joseph like i compared him to like captain america steve rogers just in a musical where it's like he's got the chiseled jaw he's kind of got the six pack going (laughs) like he is very kind of you know Mm -hmm. all american or all british all welsh all welsh you know guy yeah his singing voice is terrific i mean Mm -hmm. territorially my brain would go as we were talking a little bit off mic at the beginning is if you listen to what they're saying at the beginning, Joseph's a bit of a dick. Like he's yeah. not the most, like he's not the most humble person at the certain no. It's understandable why the brothers do what they do to him. And, it's understandable. And I think for me, that would, I would like to drag, totally giving Jack a few more points, like mm-hmm. plot points or moments in the show where at the beginning you see, yeah. oh, okay, you're a little cocky. You're a little, yeah. He cocky at the beginning, and then by the end, mm-hmm. he is a humbled, you know, yeah. brother who like forgives his family. Like, like when you sing "Close Every Door," he mm-hmm. sang it gorgeous. Like he oh, yeah. the hell out of that song. But at the same time, I think there was a little bit of anger that was missed. Like at the beginning, mm-hmm. there should be a real pain of mm-hmm. what's happened to him because it's the first mm-hmm. time where he's being sold a slave. He mm-hmm. was really kind of abused, and you know, a lot, yeah. Yeah, assault. I'll say it. he was assaulted. He by was assaulted. Yeah, like did not consent to this in any way. But no. yet he gets thrown in jail for it, mm-hmm. and then he gets and he's angry and he's upset. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, as much as I loved how beautiful he sang it, I would have been okay if he didn't hit all the notes perfectly. Mm-hmm. That we got a bit more layers. voice cracky, uh, a voice cracker, like, something yeah. a little bit different because he mm-hmm. came in so beautiful, so angelic right from the beginning. It's like how Mulgaw's singing "Bring Him Home." I mean, Kamal yeah. comes in and hits that song. You're going in there and he's singing it vocally perfectly every time. And Jack does the same thing. Like, he is a natural singer who just, mm-hmm. when he goes for it, he belts it out, man. And he owns that space. And you don't see anybody else. No. Like, he's literally glowing because they'll have him white pants. But, like, he's literally glowing on stage. Yeah. And you can't help but go, oh, my God, the voice is blowing me off my feet. But mm-hmm. at the same time, directorially, I would have loved Lawrence Connor to give him a bit more notes on layering mm-hmm. a bit more. You don't have to be perfect right off the top. Like, build mm-hmm. to that big perfect belt at the end when you're talking to God. Yeah. At the beginning, you can be a bit angrier. You can be a bit yeah. rough. It's okay, because it's a natural human moment to be, you're thrown mm-hmm. in jail. Likely, you're thinking to be executed. Yeah. And, you know, you're at the bottom of the well, literally. And you're like, what the hell, God? Like, close every door to me. Like, Especially right. with that song, because it starts, I don't know how, if you've memorized the lyrics or not, it starts as me, I, mm-hmm. like, why yes. has this happened to me? There's a, it's not an exact quote, but Israel, there's a place in Israel for me. Yes. And then through the song, it's then us. Yes. And I feel like going from me to us, that anger goes from one person to the belt. Yeah. And that should have, Yeah, like, it's a change of perspective. Yeah. I think it should have just that that fine tuning could have mm-hmm. made it so much more heart wrenching in a way. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. But overall, Jack Yarrow mm-hmm. like stunning. Oh yeah, lead performance. Like mm-hmm. minor nitpick of a getting more angry here. It's like that's such a minor thing where it's like when when you're on stage for almost two hours, basically you mm-hmm. and the narrator holding this show together. Like yeah, you got to be really charismatic and really kind of. Mm-hmm. there to own the energy and he definitely did mm-hmm. well there so I'll give him full kudos oh yeah for that absolutely but besides our wonderful joseph what other character do you think was best performed pharaoh pharaoh me too 
Oh, I was so looking forward to it. Todd winning a mod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pharaoh was so just, good. It, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> he just absolutely blew every expectation out of the water. And I just yes. went, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, it was mm-hmm. perfect. He totally was. Like, he comes out. With his eyes closed and he's got the fake eyes yeah. on top of it and it flicks open. It took and me it... a second to figure that out. Because <laughs> I was up in the balcony. So I mm. could see it, but I wasn't sure if his eyes were actually open or not. So I got this really weird, he's staring the entire time-esque <laughs> thing. I love that. But the, yeah, I, and that's exactly like, like Tosh came out and knew. Mm-hmm. This is a caricature. Yeah, Elvis. Like, oh, this was written, and I mean, whoever admits he wrote it because Tim Rice did a really good Elvis impression. And yeah. when they did it in the school show, Tim Rice played Elvis, and he's always said nobody's ever matched Tim's Elvis impression as Pharaoh. And That's it's like, fair. Okay, and it's like, okay, so if you come in knowing I'm doing a caricature, there's a certain level you have to know how to play that, mm-hmm. where you, like, like you're, you know, you're allowed to go big, but it's also like. There's a level of bigness you can go to, mm-hmm. also keeping the character grounded enough that it has the weight of who this person is. Yeah, as the king of the land, he is Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Like they say, like you get down on your knees, and we know in the last at the end of the last act, he has his cook executed. Like the cook doesn't come back, only the butler does. So you know, like Joseph's dream came true. Cookie died. Like he's- poor cook. Poor cook, poor cook. I don't. What, what did he even do? I don't even know what he did. He didn't do anything. It, it, we don't know what he did. We just say that he had that, that yeah, his dream. He has yeah. a basket of bread on his head. The crows keep eating crows, it. Yeah. So I assume that means maybe he stole some bread. Maybe, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We, we don't know why they're in prison. They're just in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them dies. One of them lives. <laughs> and it's like that's very clear. And Josephine says Pharaoh has mm-hmm. it in for you, my friend. Like it's mm-hmm. like. This guy does have authority. He can kill oh, yeah. Joseph if he wants mm-hmm. to. And Tosh had that energy and power to him that mm-hmm. when he was on stage, he commanded oh, yes. the center stage. Like, he doesn't move that far in the choreography. No. Like he's basically parking and barking mm-hmm. at different elements on the stage. But it really works well for him mm-hmm. there with that. Like he just owns the space. And just that really deep voice that he brings out, it's like, it, it, the audience laughed every time because it it's like so, so good. base. Yeah. It, like, oh, it's just so good. Yeah. It's, and it's like, uh, oh, it just, it's just perfect. It's, yeah. Like, like he got the biggest cheer out of everybody in that cast. Mm-hmm. Like, it was there. Like, everybody was up on their feet for him. Like, he oh, was. He stole there. the show with that. The single yes. song stole the show. Yes. Hey, hey, hey Joseph. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so good. And then, of course, you have the great set pieces that are moving at the same time. It, like He just owned that space. You could yeah. watch anybody else but him in yeah. this one scene where he's playing it off against Joseph. And it's like, most of the time, I'm usually not a big fan of like the overdone Pharaoh reprises where it's like, okay, I get this, but I don't get this. It's like Lloyd Webber. He did it well. He did it well, though. Right? And that's exactly like, he made me want to have a reprise. Most of the time, I'm like, okay. Vera, we get it. You're Elvis. It's funny. Okay, the stroke's gone a bit long now. Let's wrap this scene up. Mm-hmm. But in this, I was like, no, keep him going. Like, encore, encore. Encore, encore. Exactly. So, you know, like it totally worked for what it is. And mm-hmm. he owned that space. So I oh, gave yeah. nothing but shout out to Mr. Tatosh. Kudos to him. Kudos to him all the way. All the way. But Esther, what was your favorite production or design element, would you say? It was the one you missed. Oh, oh, the set design with like the hidden elements of the Lloyd Webber shows. Yeah, I managed to draw my gaze away from the Pharaoh, which is very difficult. It um, is. But on, because I loved hieroglyphs when I was little. So I was like, oh, I've got to see the hieroglyphs. Of course. Um, so there was, if you're facing the stage on the right side, there was a phantom of the opera mask. <laughs> And on the left side, like you had your musical note, which I was like, yeah. oh, that's Elvis. But you also had a hamburger. I don't know why there's a hamburger. I feel like, oh, for the seven fat cows that came out of the Nile. Like that was oh, the maybe. only connection I could make. But the fact that they had a phantom mask just popped in there. It made me want to pay attention to everything else. 
I would have loved if they had done more, like done like hieroglyphics. Because mm, like, there are a lot of iconic. Um, I was expecting something from cats because I was like, yeah, Egypt like cat cats. Eyes. That makes sense. Yeah, like the cat there eye hieroglyphics. You could have done that. You could have done the two angels for Jesus Christ yeah. Superstar. Yeah. You could have done the Avita Head Star thing. I don't know how you do Sunset Boulevard. I don't know. But I think, you could yeah. have done every one of the Lover's Shows. Oh, Which I think would have been a lot of fun. I think I think Phantom would have been like the most well most well-known icon oh absolutely you would and know i think that's that. why they stuck it in there because they're just like nice. oh look at this easter egg did you catch it no too bad come see the show again yeah like, well that's exactly like i was sitting off to the side mm-hmm. so i couldn't see the like that one part of the set mm-hmm. i could see the far side of that wall but yeah. not the actual because i was looking for because you told me to look for that and i was like, yeah is it on the camel cart like did it just tie a mask to the camel no. cart and hide it there like where did they put this mask and i mean so shout out let me just see here who did the sets sets were designed by morgan large who also did the costumes as well so nice. shout out to morgan large for his very well done because i mean you can even see in the background here with like the with like the way they used fabrics to make mm-hmm. different to make the different tents and different settings it was like so well done like it felt oh, very yeah. like you felt like you were in the desert you felt like you were in mm-hmm. egypt like it mm-hmm. and i mean just the fact that we have that big elvis sign that comes down that says the king <sighs> it's like and the fact that it ends and it goes up and then the minute the re- reprise it comes back it, down <laughs> it comes back down again we're done no we're not no we're not it's so good it's so good yeah. and i mean just the bicycle camels that was yes. really funny too I was expecting the camels, but I was expecting it more to be like Lion King style, I guess. Mm, yeah. Where like you have like maybe a body and then two people doing a puppet, right. but on the tricycle, it was so much funnier. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. And, and the fact there was like a little kid riding one at one point, mm-hmm. I was like, ha 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 ha. ha. Beautiful. Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. But my shout out actually goes to the mm. orchestrations by okay. John Cameron. Because they were terrific. I mm-hmm. love that we had a proper brass section in yeah. this show. And it wasn't synthesized. It wasn't done on a keyboard with different effects going on. It It was like the amount of people who I saw during before the show, after the show, and during intermission who would walk to the front of the stage just yeah. to peer into the orchestra pit. Yeah. Tells me people were really interested in that live music element mm-hmm. that they were doing. And if you look in there, they had the drums, they had saxophones, mm-hmm. they had the guitars, they had strings. Like it was a full-fledged proper orchestra. And that's something you very rarely mm-hmm. ever find. And the fact that yeah. the score is so vast between like Oklahoma, West yeah. to Go 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 Joseph, like disco to mm-hmm. Elvis sounding to like the French The French, uh, yeah. The French New Wave. Yeah. Uh, like music. Like it's so vast mm-hmm. that it'd be so easy just to go, okay, we're not getting all these different instruments. We'll mm-hmm. do a majority of this on keyboard and we'll just synthesize it. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact they actually went out and got the live orchestra, you could feel it. Like I was oh yeah, three or four rows from the front off to the side is where I nice. am being. Thanks to Fantastic Rush Seats brought to you by Mervish. Get your rush seats. Day of show. Right on the website. Really easy to find. Highly recommend. But that being said, like it was amazing. Like I would, mm-hmm. like, there were moments, especially during the Entourage at the end of intermission that they start playing. I was blown back and the mm-hmm. audience got right into it. Like when it got to the bump, 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 the Potiphar theme, the whole audience was clapping. Oh, yeah. So they were getting right into this and it was terrific. Like I couldn't love this more. Like once again, I love a good orchestration because that just shows me how well the orchestra understands the show and knows what's needed, what's not needed to highlight the different elements. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's also a revival where you can usually downsize in a revival, the fact they didn't went, no, no, we need to have full. Yeah rich sound from the show totally worked so i'm just like all the way for that beautiful orchestration so i mean you yeah you kind of have to have it though because you do entire it's not even a musical with dialogue interspersed it's a musical you listen to it Mm -hmm. in one shot yes the music is so important in that Mm -hmm. and if you don't have a good orchestra you don't have good music and then you don't necessarily have a good show Yep. And that's something that's been talked about in the theater community for a long time now that a lot of shows are downsizing their orchestras because mm-hmm. it's a bit cheaper, you know, like cost wise. Yeah. Break down the cost a bit, cut a few flout- flautists, cut a few violins, cut a few here and there and, you know, thin it out a bit, but we can fill it in with key- more, more keyboards mm-hmm. or something. I get why you do it. 
but it also breaks my heart because yeah there's nothing better than when you're sitting in an audience and just a wall of sound comes out of that pit and hits you it's just amazing Mm -hmm. and just sounds so so good it's like oh damn like you can't beat that rush that adrenaline feeling Mm -hmm. especially during the the finale of act one the go 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 joseph like when it gets going like it it goes it it goes man it goes it go 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 goes (laughs) it go 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 goes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, man. Like, there's a lot of dance breaks in this show mm-hmm. that you need a good orchestra and good sounding orchestration for to make yeah. those dance numbers dynamic enough to warrant the attention. I mean, the Canon Can Can. I love that bit. I'm kind of sad that they cut out the Argentinian tango. I wasn't sad about missing that. Okay, I really like it though. It is funny. It is funny, but I love the joke of. Can can and Canaan. I was like, ha, that was ha, yeah, ha, ha, ha. that was good. I was. It was one of those. Are they going to cut it out because it's a little too mature? But then I was like, but also, Bear Rug and Potiphar's wife. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into so, that number. I got thoughts yeah. on that number. Okay. <laughs> I have thoughts on that. You have thoughts. Oh gosh. Yes, but I mean, like that's the, mm-hmm. but that's it right there. Is every dance number had to captivate oh, the yeah. audience, mm-hmm. and the only way you do that is. If you if it sounds really good to the ear, the audience will go with it and be wrapped up in the whole moment because it's the combination of singing, dancing, and acting that make a really good musical number, right? That's mm-hmm. the combo that works. Yeah. So if you're missing one element, you're like, oh, Doesn't this doesn't sound great. Yeah. And I've been at shows where the sound mix isn't great or the orchestra is kind of just, mm-hmm. it's there. It's not bad, but it's not like blowing my lid off, you know? It's like, okay, we need... I, 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 it's an important a, it's an important aspect to that show. So I'm all for some really good orchestration. And John Cameron, you delivered, sir. I Indeed. applaud you. Indeed. But let's get into something that's a bit more show specific. Now we've alluded to, mm-hmm. haven't dived over in fully yet, and that's in this production, the roles of the narrator and the children's chorus are expanded mm-hmm. as they play some of the supporting roles like Jacob, Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, the butler, the cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jail guard. Kind, a, kind of Pharaoh, kind of. Kind of Pharaoh, kind of not. Kind Pharaoh. of, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so they basically all. Like, the all, brothers. All, yeah, the brothers, which is fun. So there, there's some expansion that's done to these two worlds. Mm-hmm. So, did this expansion work for you? And what do you think was lost or gained by doing this choice of expansion? I liked the narrator as Jacob just for the comedic value of her stroking the beard (laughs) (laughs) just like pulling it down and putting it back up again i feel that some of the smaller roles could have gone to the ensemble though Mm -hmm. like specifically like potiphar's wife could have been could have gone to one of the ladies in the ensemble yes yeah which i feel would have been better in that Mm -hmm. in that specific aspect yes Yes. Uh, who else did the narrator play? She played the jail guard at the end of Act One, who brings in the. Uh, that was entertaining, mostly because yeah. you knew it was her. Yes. It was the third person she was being, and then she yeah. alluded to, oh, "It's still me, guys." Yeah. <laughs> With the like, eye patch. Yeah, comedic value wise, I yeah. enjoyed that they expanded mm-hmm. the narrator's mm-hmm. role in that way. Yeah. Yes. Except for part as far as wife, I think yeah. that should have been another member of the female mm-hmm. ensemble. Mm-hmm. I think that should have gone yeah. to somebody else yes children's chorus which children's chorus i am very happy that they were included because yes every other kind of production that there is they just sort of sit off to the side they literally yep. are the chorus yeah it's and a, they have colored shirts on you know. if it's a greek tragedy they're the chorus they're telling yeah. joseph why would you do that yeah so i like that they were included i especially liked that they played some of the brothers that was so fun because I love the one that did the soprano wail oh. during the, the yeah it was, was like good. And it that's so funny it was a sound of music moment kind of thing yes almost. yes um, but I like that because not only mm-hmm. did it bring the children in more to the show mm-hmm. but it's also more accurate to the ages of the brothers in the Bible true except for Joseph we're discounting Joseph in that statement because yes. Joseph has to be played by an adult in this yes you were to work kind of thing yeah but like the fact that benjamin was a kid well yeah he's 
20 years younger than the oldest yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. He's so the, the age difference makes sense. And I mm-hmm. like that aspect where it's like, oh, it makes sense. This is yeah. what it actually would have looked like, kind of, yeah. if everything yeah. worked exactly. out, right? And I love the fake beards. Like, we can see them in the background. Oh, my gosh, yes. Behind me, like, with the little fake yes. beards on. It's so it's cute. So cute. It's so cute and so funny. Yeah. Oh. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with you on a lot of points here. And then mm-hmm. actually, I'm surprised we agreed on a lot of things. So, really? first off, Vanessa Fisher played the narrator. And she's actually right behind me. As, kind of see, as Jacob. Just right there. Yeah. Yeah. Her yeah. half her head showing. No beard. No beard in that. No one. beard. You can't see the beard in that. Yeah. One. But yeah, so she, first of all, the narrator is a terrific role. I love mm-hmm. the So, the only one I felt really worked was the mm-hmm. guard. That mm-hmm. was the one where I was like, okay, I can see why the narrator would play yeah. that small role. Because it's a fun little, yeah. ah, see? The yeah. narrator's going throughout the story. When it came to Jacob, mm-hmm. I thought Vanessa was terrific. I thought she was mm-hmm. very funny as Jacob. But because of the ending where she's got to get on and get off, J- Joseph's got to get on and get off at the end, mm-hmm. you miss the big emotional climax of the piece, which is... yeah. Jacob and Joseph reuniting and giving a big hug to each other. Yeah. And you get that cathartic, oh, father and son, the favorites back and the dad yeah. gets to have his favorite child back. Because she's on, he's off, they're doing this mix yeah. and match costume change. You mm-hmm. never quite got the... Closure. The closure. And I just felt, as much as I enjoyed her Jacob, I was like, this could have been another actor on mm-hmm. the cast. Mm-hmm. Like, Get Donny Osmond to play him. Get like like cop somebody from the Toronto production to come in and yeah. take on the role of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Get, like, just get another on. Like, it has to be someone older, obviously. Yeah. Like just make it a cameo your, almost. Make it a cameo almost. Like, like a just, Stanley Donny yeah, Osmond. Well, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like if you watch the '90s pro shot, the guy who's playing Jacob in that mm-hmm. is Sir Richard Attenborough. Like, is it? I, yeah, yeah. That like the guy who directed Gandhi and played yeah. Hammond in yeah. Jurassic Park spared no expense. Yeah. That's him. He's playing Jacob in this. I need to rewatch this again now. Yeah. And he's great. And it's a great yeah. cameo mm-hmm. role that's like, unless you know it's him, it's like, oh, that's fun. That's fun that he's there. So, I mean, last the thing where I'm like, I would have loved Jacob to be Jacob. Mm-hmm. And then you have Potiphar's wife. Yeah. And that role is so removed. It's like a 180 from this wholesome narrator part. Yeah. Seeing her do this very raunchy sexual. Mm-hmm lusting and as we said she does assault joseph yeah yes like they're gyrating and hip thrusting and everything else like it's very clear what's going on and yeah. i was like this doesn't feel like the role the narrator should be playing it's, you're right it should have been a female ensemble member yeah. who could have done this part or once mm-hmm. again get a cameo appearance get like one of the great yeah. canadian stage actors like where's lisa horner call lisa horner mm-hmm. she's done a whole bunch of murder shows get her to come back and play Pot- potiphar's wife for mm-hmm. the it could be a lot of fun who like just like who you get to play that role. Yeah. It's a great little cameo in and out uh appearance. So mm-hmm. yeah, like as much as I Vanessa degraded each one of those roles, like mm-hmm. directorially, my dramaturgically, my mind goes, those two roles really should have gone to somebody else. Other people just mm-hmm. to once again, as we said, Jacob gets the emotional cathartis at the end, but mm-hmm. having his own weight and not is not always thinking, oh, it's the narrator, she gotta go do something else or the Potiphar's wife is just so removed from the narrator that I'm like, this just feels cringy and kind of weird. Like, the narrator shouldn't be doing this to Joseph. The narrator is supposed to be, like, God and just stands back yeah, until exactly. needing to enter. Is the narrator God? Say kind of that? Her out. I don't, you definitely can make a very good argument that she's kind of like the voice of God. Because mm-hmm. she comes in throughout the story. Yeah. And, I mean, she doesn't help Joseph when he's thrown in, like, thrown in the pit. She's just standing outside going, yeah, they did this and then they did hey. this. Like, she's not helping him either way yeah and then she does interact with him when he's in the jail and she says mm-hmm. hang in there like don't worry yeah. we read the book we know i mean we're gonna be okay yeah hmm. so interesting i mean there's an interesting that's a dramaturgical di- deep dive you could really do mm-hmm. yeah is the narrator supposed to be kind of like the voice of god in that who knows but that's a very i mean you also could view it as is she joseph's long dead mother like the spirit That's of his long dead mother who's too. been telling the story. True. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different readings you could do of who the narrator is. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if many people have done. So it's an interesting choice. When it comes to the kids, though, mm-hmm. love the kids getting involved mm-hmm. in more aspects of the show because it is very boring. 
as a child that you just got to sit on yeah. like the one song where it's like Jacob and Sons. The kids are always singing ba ba ba, which I didn't realize they were singing ba 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 until I watched them and actually watched it, tried to hear what they were singing. It's like, oh, they're singing ba ba ba. It's like they are the really, sheep. They are the sheep. This could be really boring if you're a kid. See so, you know, yeah. outside ba ba ba. It's like you know, ooh ah, uh, mm-hmm. like. I can, this I'm glad that they retook. They, they went. Oh, we can mm-hmm. use the kids in a more fun way here. Yeah, and really kind of utilize them in more small roles. Like I will say, Emily Watts, the wonderful little redheaded girl with the braids who mm-hmm. played the butler, she was terrific. She was, yeah. The little sash she gave to the, the narrator when, like, because the original line is the Jeeves of his time, mm-hmm. and she just gives the narrator a look of, "What did you just say?" And she goes, "Oh, she's of her time. The Jeeves of her time." And it's like. Perfect little dig there. And then the fact she's going around trying to dust the whole set as yeah. like Pharaoh's doing his big number. Mm-hmm. It's like so fun. And the kids yeah. are really having a blast. But I'm just, this is great. Like mm. you're having so much fun with this. Like go, mm. go kids. The only one that didn't quite work. Yeah. Is when they cast, hold on, I have his name here in my notes. No, maybe I don't. Hold on. Let me look at their pictures. I can tell you which kid it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, for dramatic effect, where is he? Oh. Isaac Chan, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He played Potiphar. And I was like, should there really be a child in this adultery yeah. section of the show? Like, this seems... It felt pretty... weird. It felt weird. It yeah. felt weird. Where I'm like, as much as it's funny seeing him in, like, mm-hmm. the big kind of striped jacket and everything yeah. else, kind of doing a bit of the Trumpian, counting his money. And it's, it's like the fact mm. that he's got the, like, the very fruity drink there next to him. That part, um, the minute you get into the mm-hmm. adultery angle and he's got to be yeah. really angry and it's like, you just walked yeah. in on your wife banging some other dude here. You just walked this in on weird. your wife who is physically several years older than you are <laughs> and you're saying you're mine and that just, it, yeah. it felt weird. Yes. That's where I was like, can we not have another ensemble member? Like, mm-hmm. auto section should just be mm-hmm. its own thing. Because yeah. it, is, it is such a, we'll get into that more about the section itself, because it is a very it's raunchy. Weird. It's raunchy. In a kid's show, you're like, really? But I'm like, it's a Bible story. So it is part of Joseph's story. Yeah. And it was added later on in the run. Like, it wasn't a part of the school shows. Oh, no, yeah, no. They did the show to make it a full-fledged show. It was added in. But either way, mm-hmm. point being, Isaac, you were wonderful as Potiphar. You were very funny. And mm-hmm. I got a good chuckle until I sat back and went, oh. It's funny until you think about it. <laughs> yeah, then you're like, oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute here. Mm-hmm. This feels a little awkward that a child yeah. is part of this adultery plot line. Maybe let's give that to an adult. Because, yeah. I mean, none of the other female members of the other <laughs> females, they're not part of the dance with the no. other women. Like, no. but they were the, like, they were part of Jacob's wives, but they yeah. weren't there in that session. So the director was very clear, like, no kids involved except for the one yeah. that of her. That's it. But I'm like... Do we Maybe we shouldn't have made that decision, but okay. Yeah, yeah. But once again, directorial yeah. choice. But overall, the kids did really well. Oh, the yeah. director knew how to use them. Where it's like, we can't teach you this dance fast enough. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna sit back and watch your butt. Where we can't teach you the dance, you will be included. And mm-hmm. it's like that's yeah. a good director who knows where to push and where to kind of let mm-hmm. the kids be in the background a bit because mm-hmm. those dances are complex. Like there's a lot of oh, stuff yeah. in those dances that. You there as a kid, you can only retain so much in like three weeks of rehearsal. I wouldn't be able to retain that much. Yeah, neither could I. My body doesn't dance like that anymore anyway. So I'd be like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. No, yeah. But yeah, no, like overall, the both the narrator and and the kids chorus, the expansion worked really well in some parts. And really it's mm-hmm. only Potter for all who were both kind of going, yeah. yeah. That's the one section that maybe needs a bit of a revis a, re- a revision. But overall, mm-hmm. once again, they did a really great job and killed mm-hmm. it i mean the riffing that vanessa does as a narrator oh my goodness oh yeah she owns that space mm-hmm. it is so good mm-hmm. so so good so love that love that let's get to the last question oh no sorry, we have two more questions two more questions two more questions so the first one is mm-hmm. joseph and amazing technical dream code had a long creation journey from being mm-hmm. a 15 minute like primary school show that Jim Rice and Lloyd Webber were commissioned to write mm-hmm. to now being a fully developed musical that has had a very long life of its own. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you're writing it differently every time you do it and you're expanding it, 
and you're aging as you're expanding it too. Like you're coming back to it a few years later. Like you're like as a writer, as you know, because you write, you mature over time. Your yeah. viewpoints change, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like like what you write two years ago will not sound like what you write like now. Mm-hmm. So because of that, a lot of critics over the years have noted there is a bit of a tonal differences in this piece. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it isn't always cohesive in that sense. And sometimes that can really trip up creators of the show. So mm-hmm. with this production, do you think this tonal divide was bridged? Do you think that they kind of smoothed it out enough that it all kind of went together pretty well? They definitely toned down certain adult aspects. For example, having the narrator Potiphar's wife like fully closed but with like some sparkly things over the suit. Yeah, she had like a shawl. She had like a, yeah. like a boa and stuff. And then turning the sexy argentine tango into the can can <laughs> yeah so they definitely toned down certain things mm-hmm. but they definitely i don't think i don't think at least they didn't cut out the adult jokes no they didn't where there was still that two tone where if you're mm-hmm. a kid that joke's going to go over your head but you're still going to find it funny because of some other aspect of that joke yeah Right. Yeah. So it still had that two tone for kids and adults where mm-hmm. all age groups can really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense because I, well, you and I are in very much agreement on this, where this was definitely a piece where they, you're right, they definitely toned down mm-hmm. some of the raunchier, like direct raunchier elements. Oh, yeah. Except for the Potiphar's wife dance. That is. Probably the most raunchy. You, you can't, can't do it any other way. You can tame it, but you can't exactly take yeah, it out. Yeah, you can't hide it. No, exactly. Yeah. It's and, it, and as I was saying, it was an episode of the story that was added later on, mm-hmm. where in the original versions, they skipped Potiphar's wife's story completely and just had Joseph taken to Egypt and thrown in jail. And yeah. then he meets the cook and the butler and he mm-hmm. gets to meet Pharaoh. But when they were expanding the show, they went, okay, we got to add more to this. So let's yeah. go back and look, we missed a whole episode where Joseph... Gets accosted by his boss's wife. Mm-hmm. Let's add that in. And it's like, that's a very mature element. But once again, as you mm-hmm. said, they kind of did their best to make sure it wasn't too raunchy that parents would go, mm-hmm. this feels weird. Like, if you mm-hmm. watch the 90s pro shot, you're right. Like, it's very Potiphar's sexy. wife is basically wearing nipple pieces. She's, yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh my. This lots is of very, tassels. Lots of, lots of tassels. This is very little of, clothing. Yeah. Very little clothing. And yeah. so... This, what was great was they still kept those elements in, but they were smaller, like subtle moments, like mm-hmm. the handmaids peeking under Pharaoh's robes and reacting the as fa- like, <laughs> Sorry. I was like, <laughs> the fact that when they did the repeat, yeah, and it happened two more times, yeah, and every time it's the same reaction of, oh, oh my god, yeah, it's so good. But once again, as a kid, yeah. You'll be looking you're not at the statues moving. You're gonna move. You're gonna yeah. move everywhere else. Yeah. And you're not gonna quite catch what they're doing. <laughs> but it was so well done. And I mean, mm-hmm. the Potiphar's d- wife's dance sequence was just raunchy enough that you were like, okay, we're oh, getting some mm-hmm. dirty dancing moves in here, but not, you know, mm-hmm. downright explicit. And we're playing with the bear. Yeah. Room, so you know, we can kind of yeah. hide some stuff there. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the narrator's wearing the rug and is chasing Joseph around. Mm-hmm. So. As adults, we know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. As kids, are like, oh, it's funny. The narrator's doing this. Yeah. You know, so you can definitely tell the show was designed. It's kind of like a Pixar movie where yeah. they're kid-friendly, but there definitely are adult elements that are mm-hmm. under underpinning mm-hmm. this piece. Yeah. The audiences, the adult audiences go, aha, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I caught you. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I definitely think they bridged it better than I would even mm-hmm. say the 90s version. Like the 90s version with with the pro shot like as we said the potiphar's wife was very raunchy like mm-hmm. it definitely was a bit more risque than this mm-hmm. so i definitely think they that Lawrence connor did a really good job of knowing how far he could push the envelope until parents were like, yeah would go okay this is too much no no yeah. don't like this don't like this stop 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 yeah so you know so we so it worked well it worked really well so i was really happy with mm-hmm. the way that worked out there. that was really well done so mm-hmm. well done to them on that front see but also I think it's easier to go from 15-minute kid version to adult version as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, when we were in school, we would do, like, junior musicals. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? When I, I do. That? Yeah. Cool. And so we did Into the Woods Junior. 
Ah, no second act. No second act. So it cuts off all the bad stuff and all the very terrible, the sad ending. Well, it's, you're also dealing with like grade sixes. I know. And grade five, right? So it's one of yeah. those things. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to go the opposite way, mm-hmm. where it's like kid to not kid. Yeah. I feel like that's really impressive. And to bridge it that is. gap to make it both kid and adult friendly mm-hmm. is fantastic writing in general. It really is. It's really well done. Like, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I mean, pe- people really don't understand how hard it is to do that. Where it's mm-hmm. like, on one hand, you got to be enough for the adults. But on the other hand, like, don't be too kiddy where the adults are going to roll their eyes and go, dear God, this is like so sweet and sappy mm-hmm. that I'm going to lose it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to puke from all the yeah sappiness of this piece. But no, the it's sweetness. Really exactly. Yeah. The sweetness. Could it be an overbearing? If, especially once you start incorporating the kids more into the show and they're playing mm-hmm. some of the roles. Like they really could have gone really to the extreme of schmacting, go mm-hmm. big, go ham, almost pantomime. Yeah. They could have gone to that extreme. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They were mm-hmm. smart enough to go, the kids are going to play these roles, but they're going to play them genuinely. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 like when the kids are in the jail. And they're both telling the story. The baker and the baker says, "Like his would be nice." That kid played that line sincerely. Like, please give me a good review here, yeah, because I know what's on the line, mm-hmm. right? And his reaction to Pharaoh's got it in for you, kid. It's yeah. Like, oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. But no. It, like they did a really. Oh no. Benjamin. So good. You sang that like Waterloo. Waterloo. <laughs> da, 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 I wanted to. Waterloo. Also a good but musical. It's a very good musical. Yes. It's also an underrated piece. Mm-hmm. But don't get me started on that. I go on a whole no. tirade there. But yes, no, once again, totally, they did a very good job. Mm-hmm. So, Esther, let's get to the final question, which is Would you recommend this production to others? Do you feel it is worthy of somebody purchasing a rush ticket and bringing out their family and friends to see this piece? A hundred and ten percent. Yes. Yes. But if you're a fan of Donny Osmond, keep in mind that it's not the Donny Osmond production. It is very different. It's a it's revival. Very, it is a revival, but it's one of those, if that's what you're expecting, you need to leave those expectations at home. Otherwise, you will be disappointed. Mm, if that makes true. any sense. It does. It does. Once again, it's understanding what this is. And this mm-hmm. is a revival of a 70s musical mm-hmm. that had, was very big in the 90s with Donny Osmond. And mm-hmm. Donny Osmond, he is iconic in this role. Oh, yes. And there was rumor, as you told me, that there was, <sighs> yeah. they tried to get Donny Osmond to come back and play the Pharaoh on tour. Mm-hmm. But he said no. But he said no. Oh, Donny. He could have been Jacob. He could have been Jacob. He could have been Jacob. Actually, I would have kept Tosh and moved Donnie to playing Jacob. That mm-hmm. would be because Donnie Osmond, he's getting up there. Like he's 65. All right. So he could, yeah, I mean, yeah, I put a great beard on it. him. Yeah. He, he, he could do it. I mean, Jacob's yeah. ancient. No. I mean, yes, he's got 11 children, but you know. He's going to be like 50 max, like exactly. absolute maximum, if I had exactly. to it, guess. It's like Tevi and Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. He's got five daughters, you know, they age him up a bit, but yeah. he's not like, like, like ancient. Where he's like he's hobbling along, so yeah, you know. it's a realistic age. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So Donnie should have been Jacob. I agree, mm-hmm. with that one. but mm-hmm. I would absolutely recommend this too. Mm-hmm. I was trying to convince my dad to come down and see it this weekend, but he's like, "I'm busy, sorry." And I'm like, oh, "Missing out? You're missing out, man." It's great. It's such a good show. It's so so good, and I mean, I mean, the '90s pro shot is great. But this is such a great modern breath oh, yeah. of fresh air because mm-hmm. some of those '90s elements are very '90s, mm-hmm. and you're like, "I this definitely needs a bit of new air." And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I really hope this goes to Broadway and does it like a revival yeah. run on Broadway because this is totally prime mm-hmm. for a Broadway audience. They would totally mm-hmm. get into this and lap this up easily, so easily, right? Like this is such an easy so show. easily, yeah. You could totally do it. So highly recommend Lloyd Webber if you're. Looking for your next show to come to Broadway after Bad Cinderella there? <gasps> Love that one. That's a sitcom. <laughs> I like it. 
Okay. Either way. So yes, go see it. Highly recommend. So there we go. But Esther, before we go, since we have yes. now completed all the questions, yeah, where can people find and follow you and your amazing writing? So I'm ma- mainly on Instagram at right. at e.f.fisher. Mm-hmm. That's my Instagram handle, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. my writing. Yeah. <laughs> that's my writing I, Instagram. I love it. I love it. And we will have it in the description box below that you can easily Excellent. copy and paste it in to your search bars and you can Excellent. find and follow Esther. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And if you want, come on out to Medieval Times. You may see Esther in person. I am always there. It's true. It's true. It's I stole her away for one night for us to talk about Joseph yeah. and then we're right back to the chicken and the corn and the potato tomorrow. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I mean, Esther could even be your wench if you get lucky. I could, yeah. If you're lucky, I'm the best one there, obviously. Uh, absolutely obviously no bias at all <laughs> not none at all none, none at, at all. all not at all at medieval times i am joseph i am <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine medieval times just being like why do we keep getting these random hashtags it's bring esther. back She's esther's joseph. colored coat <laughs> put me in the sand i will wear all the costumes esther looks handsome she looks smart she is a walking work of art such a dazzling coat of many colors. Such now a I da- love my coat, my of, coat many of many colors. colors. And Esther, you were telling me that you actually wrote a poem for mm. each of yeah. those. Yeah. So I went through the entire song and took the colors and wrote a short poem for each of them. Basically, That's a lot of colors. Oh yeah. It was. It's something like forty-two. I want to say, oh my God. like it was a lot of colors when you it was actually a lot count of them. It's a lot of colors, and it's just like kind of what you associate or could associate with each color. So yeah, I'm hoping that will be published in the next year. Well, when it's published, Esther, you let us know. And we will happily post about it because yes. I'm sure it will be a hit. Uh huh. And you can find follow me on social media platforms at Mackenzie Horner. You can also follow my other antics where I do musicals with Before the Dabby Musical Podcast. We're working on season five, but we have some awesome live movie musical commentaries in the works. And you can always check out our YouTube channel or our podcast feed. We actually may be even covering Joseph this coming season. <gasps> Who knows? You may, you'll have to tune in and find out. Ooh. But there you go. Woohoo! But <laughs> until then, everybody, stay healthy. Stay safe, and we will see you all in the next episode. Cheers! There's one more angel in heaven. I can't hit that high note. There's one more tear in my eye. But Esther, the things that you stood for. Yeah. Like truth in life, never die. There you go. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.